besties welcome back to shelf care i'm maddie and i'm claire this week we are being so festive and we're gonna talk about the origins of some fun holiday christmasy tales i feel like if we like live streamed our podcast we would have the effect of snow falling right now we really would we'd also be dressed up and we would be dressed up and there'd be a christmas tree in the background yeah but because this is not just imagine it for yourselves yeah yeah turn on like the 24-hour yule log youtube stream yes or on disney plus you know there's an arendelle yule log oh cute yeah my roommate showed me i was like oh my gosh precious thing in the world that's darling yeah do that and then listen to us like on your phone or something but yeah yeah anyway claire how have you been so good so i moved down to phoenix yeah yeah she's here finally um i moved i came down saturday night Mm -hmm. and so Friday I worked and then I drove down to Utah and then all day Saturday I drove from Utah to Arizona. It, I was in the car from 8:30 to 8. Oh, so my a good gosh. 11 and a half hours. It doesn't take that long. It takes nine and a half hours, but I decided to make a lot of stops, such as the Arizona state sign. I was like, I have to take a picture to. there. And then boys honked at me, so I got mad at them. And then, I know, and then I also stopped for, like, food and stuff, and then I did take an hour break for a nap, because I was tired, and no drowsy driving allowed. No, that is so responsible of you. Pulled over to a gas station in Beaver, Utah, and I was like, oh, I'll take a 20-minute nap, it'll be no big deal. Hour later, (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, guess I'll get there at 8 now. Oh, and then I surprised my parents, and that was really cute. Cute. They're having a holiday party, and I came home. My mom was like, "What? You're not supposed to be here." Thanks, thanks, mom. Well, here we are. It was adorable. <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, and so I've just been like hanging out with siblings, my family, you, me, and yeah. But when my last few days in Idaho was full of packing cleaning and finals it was so fun yes um but first i uh don't judge me for this people i know maddie won't but so people don't um i passed all my classes for the first (gasps) time claire i know i'm so proud of myself so proud of you that's amazing i know so oh gosh, good job. Call her an ap- academic weapon or whatever because she's literally so cool. Wow. So yeah, that was awesome. I so yeah, passed all my classes, and then I had to pack everything up, and then we also had to clean for our white mm-hmm. glove checks, which is like cleaning the apartment before the end of the semester. And if you don't clean it correctly or up to their standards, you get charged. Yeah. And so I. Like, woke up the morning of, we had clean checks at 10.15. I woke up at 8.30, and then we, like, said goodbye to some of our roommates, and then we started cleaning around 9.30, 9. Mm-hmm. And it was a mad dash. I was like, there's no way we're going to get this whole thing done in an hour. Yeah. That's literally impossible. 
Yeah. And somehow we did. By the grace of God himself, we that made is it. crazy. But, well, kind of. Because the lady came over. First, she came over early. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. And then she's like, so you missed a lot of spots. But if you just clean it now, you'll be fine. I was like, oh. Oh my gosh. Thank you so Bless much. Bless her. The microwave was disgusting. And she's like, yeah, it seems like you missed a lot here. I was like, ish. I'm sorry. Let me just wipe that up real quick for you. And we didn't get charged, so that was good. Good. I'm very proud of us. And But while I was doing the mad dash of packing my car, cleaning in an hour, we have stairs in our apartment. And they're wooden stairs, and I was wearing socks, and it was very slippery. No. Like a bunch of stuff in my hands, oh, and I no. totally fell. And my roommate was like, yeah, I just saw your head go down, and then I heard a noise. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So my tailbone hurt the rest of the day. Yeah. And my Stanley broke. And if that doesn't describe the moving out experience, I don't know what will. That's so true. Yeah. But we did it, so. You did it. Yeah, I am intimately familiar with falling down the stairs. You are. Oh, I'm so sorry, Queen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you're here. Me too. Yeah. I just organized my room to how I want it to be. I did get Good. a whole other bookshelf. From Good. Good- I'm so sorry. Cute. Wait, um, you need to send me a pic. Oh my gosh, I will. But on Sundays, Goodwill has a 25% off if you're a student. And I said, oh my gosh. Sign me up. So it was $15, my bookshelf, but it was 11 Wow. And it's like That's huge, crazy. white and beautiful. And I just am obsessed with it. It goes with my furniture. I'm in love with that. So cute. Yeah. What have you Amazing. been up to? I, first of all, finished wrapping all my Christmas presents. The most important update. The most important update. And they're so beautiful and I'm so proud of myself. And I redid the tags like three times, but now they're perfect. Good. I was so worried. Thank you. The only one that I don't have finished is Kate's because Mm -hmm. her, I got her like a main present and then like a little accompanying present, but the main one still hasn't come and it may or may not ever come which I'm scared of because I, so the Etsy shop, it's really cute. I'm not going to say it just in case she listens before Christmas, but off chance she even listens at all. I don't think she does, but I'm scared. Anyway, um, it just feels like bad vibes to put it out there before it's time. Um, But then, yeah, I ordered this cute present off of Etsy and I got the notification saying it shipped, and I was like, okay, awesome. However, the latest update is just that the label was created, not that it even has, like, left anywhere. And then I looked, and it's been that way for, like, weeks. And I'm like, okay, sometimes that just happens, and then it just shows up, and it's just, like, a weird tracking issue or whatever. But then I look at the Etsy shop, and the shop is closed. (laughs) And I'm like, that is a really bad sign. That's tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Kate. Like, you're not getting it. He has good reviews. I don't know. I'm just scared. But anyway, that I might need so to weird. get her a belated late Christmas present. Because... Well, her birthday's in January. Oh, so true. I can just her double birthday. up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, but other than that, I have all my Christmas presents. Then, um, I had a very eventful weekend. Um, Michael Peak came over and we watched Red, White, and Royal Blue, which was perfect. And he loved it so much, as he should. True, as everyone should. Um, yeah, and I actually still haven't read that book. Girl, I haven't either. Which is a crime, but I love oh. the movie. Yes, the movie's so good. It's so good. It's like Hallmark vibes. Yes. But like smuttier, trashier. Yes! And like, it's just perfect. Like, I love it the so much. scene when they all go down and then they like look at each other. You're like this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I'll go down and it's it's Lil John's Get Low, and that's like the like the room quiets and it's only the two of them. (laughs) It's so fun. Like it truly is just so over the top and so camp and so silly. And I am obsessed. Yeah, I'm so here for it. So that was so good. Um, I also saw Juliet who listens to the pod and we love her um and i saw her and her cute husband and her cute babies you saw her kids for the first time no i i've met them before like twice okay yeah because because julia and i have been i mean so we were roommates in college but then we've also been hanging out more recently like when we lived in utah we hung out all the time but she understandably always wanted adult time and like grown up time. Yeah. And so I don't blame her. I would, too. I, would I do like, too now. Yeah. <laughs> so I would be like, hey, can I hang out with your kids? And she would be like, yes, but also no, <laughs> because I need just grown up friends. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm happy to help. Valid. <laughs> yes, I will. Do what you need, girl. Yeah. Or yeah. a mother. Exactly. But also her kids are so cute and so oh fun God. and I love them. So I'm glad I got to spend some time with them. But Good. Yeah, that was very fun. And then you and I both had Joan's family Christmas last night. Yes. I didn't so say fun. it because I know you were going to say it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. But yeah, that is my mom's side of the family. Yes, um, my grandma. together every year. And we hang out and eat really yum cookies. Guacamole dip. Yeah, a really great guacamole dip. Always pizza. This year it wasn't deep dish, though. Yeah, that's right. Um, And then we do puzzles. And this time... Yeah, and lots of singing. If you know one thing about the Joneses, it's that they're performers. They're going to sing. They're and they're gonna say yeah. they're gonna show off exactly. And I love it. As they're all they're so right. good. Yeah, and so we here's the thing. So should we tell them about Gondus? Absolutely, we should. Okay, so and then we'll I... give them a performance. Questionable. Oh? Uh, <laughs> better singer of the two of us. I... <laughs> I'm the more nervous singer of the two of us. Mm. I'm a Leo, so. Real. So my cousin um, 
I think he was like a teenager and he I said he was like 14 when he did this yeah he just like out of the blue made up like started singing um the phrase gondus are here to the tune of carol of the bells and no one knows what a gondu is including the cousin Not even her cousin that brought it up yeah but it's just gondus are here gondus are there gondus are here gondus everywhere gondus everywhere yeah and um I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was pretty quickly knowing my uncle Joneses. Richard. Yes. Yeah. But very shortly thereafter, um, it became like printed out where my uncle wrote out all the different parts to Carol yeah. of the Bells for like soprano, alto, tenor, bass. Yeah. Um, four it's different parts tense. to sing Gondus Are Here. And we sing it as a family every year and people split up into all the different parts and it's a beautiful performance. And I really feel like there is nothing that encapsulates the spirit of the Jones family more than the yearly performance of Gondus Are Here because it's a beautiful production. First of all, it's a production and it's so extra and so over the top. Nothing less. Second of all, it's very well done. And yes. very beautifully sung by everyone. Thought out and organized. Yes. But then third of all, it's just so weird and silly and absurd. And yeah. I feel like those three things really kind of sum up the essence of the yes. family. Yes. So um we'll anyway, give a little snippet. We'll give a little snippet. Oh yeah, perfect. Hopefully you enjoyed that performance of Gondus Are Here um, by Andrew Jones. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, for our little family tradition. Yes. It's probably been like 10 years we've done that. At least, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Don't get me wrong. I love the singing, but it's not like I'm not professionally trained like everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, this is fine it's whatever i'll go do the puzzle but gondus i'm like no i'm a sing yeah yeah we love it um oh also while we were puzzling i asked cole and kate about the story behind red dead redemption 2 because i was genuinely curious claire didn't believe me that i was curious and then when i asked you like do you really care in front of them your voice got really high you're like no it's like me when I lie because 
I thought you were lying because your voice got higher, but I guess you weren't. I genuinely was not because (laughs) so I loved The Last of Us and I love just like a story driven game. And I think it's so cool when video games can do that. So Mm -hmm. I was genuinely so curious about Red Dead. And so they told me (laughs) the whole story and it did make me cry at the puzzle table. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a very good story. Um, anyway, that is all I have (laughs) for today. (laughs) So good. Good. I'm what are you reading? Okay. So you know how last week was a -a readathon? And I read yes. like five books at the yes. span of once. This week is a burnout a thon. So mm-hmm. um, but also I didn't have a ton of time or energy yeah. to read. Yeah. So I'm not blaming myself for anything. Good. But I did read one percent of Queen of Shadows. Good. Um it was during work and I have the PDF on my phone. I was like, in between downtime, I was like, hmm. Aelin, oh, Rowan, nice. Just like bread in the shelves. That's perfect. I perfect. love, I love reading on my phone when I'm like out and about. I hate just like it. little bits. I mean, it's not, I like, it's not my preferred way, but like when I'm out and about and just like kind of twiddling my thumbs, like waiting in line at the mm-hmm. post office or somewhere, like yeah. I, my favorite activity in those moments <laughs> is to read on the Kindle app on my phone. Really? I bring out my Kindle because my Kindle's always with me. Oh, that's smart. See, I should just bring my Kindle everywhere, but yeah. I forget it. So, because my purse is big enough where I can fit my Kindle. Good. My Mine is two, actually. I just don't have the forethought. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Well, you should get in the habit. Girlies, know. you know what to do. I know. And then I read about 15% of Snowden, more <laughs> of Snowden, <laughs> and it's getting so good. So um, good. I love them. And yeah, I can't wait to finish it. So it's darling. What are you reading? I, so, okay. I finished A Very Bromance Christmas. Yes, how was er, it? I don't even remember if that was the title, but Bromance Book Club yeah. 5, Christmas 1, whatever. Um, It was very cute. Good. Uh, I also finished, started and finished You're a Mean One, Matthew Prince. It was also cute. These are all three-star books, and I really wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I'm reading this, and I'm like, this is three stars, and I'm, like, smiling ear to ear about it, you know? Yes. Like, it's exactly what I need in this time. I mean, obviously, if they were all four-star, four-and-a-half-star Catherine Walsh Christmas books, like, that would be amazing. But, like, normally, I'm a little disappointed by a three-star book. Mm Mm-hmm. These ones, not at all. That's exactly where they where they need to be for so me. So like to- four stars my rating. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so now I'm reading um How the Grump Saved Christmas. And Who's that by? Let me find it. Oh, I have another embarrassing one too that I'll tell you about. Okay. Oh How the Grump Saved Christmas is by Claire Kingsley. Where I know Where? her. Yes. I wrote it. It's my alias name. Um, and then I also started reading for work The Phoenix Project by Jean Kim and some other people. Um, 
Okay. And here's the thing. What so is it, it? It's kind of like the the sister book to the DevOps handbook. You're coding weird nerdy. Yes. Book. And that's for me a nerd. But the DevOps handbook is like a textbook. Oh. Whereas the Phoenix Project is a novel. And oh. it is so genuinely like a novel. And I literally, so last night I was going to start How the Grump Saved Christmas. Yeah. And I was lying in bed and I was like, oh, I need to remember to get the Phoenix Project like on my yeah. radar into the front of my Kindle library so that I don't forget to yes. read it. Right. And I was like, I'll just read one page. And then I yeah. read one page and then I like kept going. And I was oh. like so genuinely invested in this book. And I'm like, yes, new VP of IT, like tell me how stressed you are. <laughs> I was genuinely shocked at how much I wanted to keep reading. So that is best case scenario, a honestly. Pleasant surprise. Yeah. Pleasant surprise. And we love it. Yeah, we really do. So anyway, oh, yeah. I'm reading the phoenix project as well also i need to shout out kindle unlimited because there is so much good fantasy yeah kindle unlimited like i got yeah. a river enchanted by rebecca ross yes. i got daughter of no worlds is on there oh really by chris carissa, carissa broadbent. broadbent and serpent in the wings of night yes i got serpent in the wings of night too yeah like and then i also got the Sword of Kaigen by Emma oh, yes, Wang. Yes. And She Who Became the Sun is on there too. Ooh, wow. God. Amazing. I think maybe Poppy Wars, but I'm not sure. Oh, cool. Okay. That would be interesting because RF Kuang doesn't seem like an Amazon girly, but also she's trying to get her book out. Yeah, the first one is on Kindle Unlimited. T. Okay. So I think, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of authors. Put, at least I know Mary E. Pearson does this for Dance of Thieves. They yeah. put the first book on Kindle Unlimited. Oh, and then you have to buy the next. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. But, Maybe I'll get Dance of Thieves too. You have to. It's so okay. good. Okay. Um, His closed door. I'm so sorry. It's fine. But it's worth it. It's so yeah. good. Good. I'm okay. obsessed with it, obviously. Yay. Um, Oh, Catherine Walsh just put all of her books on Yes. I saw Best that. I'm so happy. I commented on that post when she posted about it, saying, This is the best day. And she literally commented back. That is so cute. And I took a screenshot of it because now we're cute. besties, obviously. Okay, after this, I'll go like both comments. Okay, good. Yeah, go go like my comments. I'm kidding. Cute. Um, <laughs> that's so fun. I love her. She's okay. perfect. Okay, moving on to creator shout out. Yes. Um, this week we're shouting out House of Jupiter. Um, Ooh. and their Instagram handle is at shop house of Jupiter, and they have some of the cutest like yes. SJM merch I've ever seen. It's, it's like SJM, Emily Henry, um, magnolia parks which i haven't read but i want to yeah um anyway yeah i just am obsessed they have 
shirts that say so Lorcan did and they have a shirt that says cauldron boil me which they I'm also have with. like books for the holidays and it's like books so they have like just books yeah they have general well. books too yeah. yeah um but like their court of silver flames design is so cute i'm obsessed and I, their court of frost and starlight like i was it, just they gonna have, say like, that i was like what happen that slaps it's so cute anyway just very cute go check them out yes okay book boyfriend bracket time book boyfriend bracket time let's do this okay this week in corner one Sokka Sokka corner two Rhysand high lord of the night court Rhysand this is there's a lot to debate here there's a lot to unpack yes here's the thing because like the toxic part of me says resand. Absolutely, hundred percent. And we're probably gonna go with resand. Yes, we better. However, I know that objectively, the healthier choice is Sokka. He would be a better boyfriend. He would. Yeah. Well, and I love resand. I just, if you know, so you know. True. It's so maddening, and I hope. There's a redemption in Akatar 5. Um, but if not, I'm going to Sarah's house and I will say some strong words yeah, to her. Yeah. But specifically based on Resan's behavior in a court of silver flames, I feel like Sokka, like that went a little bit further than the like, ooh, fun morally gray boyfriend to like yeah. problematic behavior yeah but i still love him but like Absolutely. if it was if it was anything besides that one thing that if you, you read it you'll know when the whole it, thing yeah forever. it would be no question but because Literally. of that i'm like oh well, Sokka really can hold a candle to resand in this instance yes even though i feel like we're just kind of duty bound to say resand wins we um, are I am at least. No, and I am too. 100%. My heart belongs to him. Even though he's problematic, I don't care. That's so fair. Because I am Feyre. Yeah. And also, I was under the impression before I read Silver Flames, he did something much worse. And then I read it, I was like, that's too bad. Oh, that's so fair. So I'm like, yeah, I don't care. That's so uh, funny. That's but funny. the only thing is, Resand is a Scorpio, so that's very <gasps> that explains what's Sokka. I don't know if he has a birthday. That's so real. So let's look. We're gonna we're gonna look. Okay. All signs point to Sokka being a Scorpio. <laughs> Stop it! Sokka I'm dead. He's strategic and <laughs> yeah, that is hilarious. I'm screaming two Scorpio no, kings. Two Scorpio <laughs> kings. Literally. That's so funny. Wow. Okay. So that took me by surprise, actually. Well, there's your answer. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, a, I don't know a ton about astrology. No, B, me either. I just know Scorpios are scary. Yeah. 
A.K. Reese. But I love, I love him. I love him. Big Daddy, I love him. <laughs> Big Daddy, I love him. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sokka, you had a great run, and like, if I was thinking with my head, one hundred percent, I would absolutely choose Sokka. Yeah. However, my heart is a factor in this decision as well, and it does make me say Resand. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love him so much. Yeah. Thinking about him, I just might cry. Good. It's fine. I'm fine. It's cool. Um, speaking. So, okay. Winner. Resand. Woo woo. Speaking of which, guess <gasps> when this podcast comes out? December On 21st. Favorite's birthday. Yes. On the solstice. So, just like we did for Reese, we're doing a Thera birthday trivia. Yay. Okay. So, get ready. Question number one. When is Feyre's birthday? December 21st. Okay, year. For reference. Wait. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me do some quick math. Quick maths. So true. For reference, Akatar starts in 2200. 2200. So she's 19 at the time, I'm pretty so sure. Sealed. So... I'm going to say, can I do math? 2,181. Correct. Good job. Amazing. Um, And then I did the math for Resand and Farah's age gap. It is 509 years. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so cool. So cool. Um, if you know that meme that's like, SJM in the 500 year old plus phase, plus the falls in love with the 18, 19, 20 year old human. Oh I've God. seen like a hundred iterations of that meme. Yeah. I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but um, yeah, it's like yeah. just so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so uh, true. Every single one. And it's like a 30 year age gap. Oh, a 500, 500 year age gap. Oh. <laughs> say less yeah exactly okay second number second question you already answered how old is Feyre at the start of Akatar? 19 slay i almost said that's how old i am so um <laughs> unfortunately i am 21 yeah. anyways so Feyre has 12 13 i don't count the 13 powers um that are barely mentioned what are they? Um, Can you name any of them? She glows. Yes. So light generating. She can shift. Shape-shifting. Daymati. Daymati. Good job. That's the mind stuff for those yeah. who don't know. Like, whatever. Um, um, okay. Three out of ten. Good, good track record. <laughs> cool. So she can manipulate darkness, ice, water, air. Fire. I almost said something about water, and then I was yeah, like, the oh, wolves. Stupid Maddie. Yeah. When? Akawar. Oh. The Lars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. So basically, she's the avatar. Of, <laughs> um. The Asian universe, because she is. 
fire, earth, water, air, whatever order is. Light generating, shape shifting, flight via her wings via shape. Well, I was gonna say flight, and then I was like, no, that's implied. Okay, cool, flight. Healing, (laughs) demati, winnowing, glamoring, and then the last one, purse breaking. But I don't think that's really a power. I was like, okay, (laughs) Akatar Wiki is weird. That's not true. So funny. So that's like a cool nickname, but. That's Literally, fair curse breaker. Yeah, That's yeah. So funny. Okay, book one. Briefly mentioned. Do you remember? What is the human man Farah had a fling with? What's his name? Does it start with a P? No. Then I got nothing. Isaac Hale. Isaac Hale. Yeah, I remember Isaac. I don't remember his last name. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, where does the word name, where does the name Feyre come from? Like the Fey, right? Um, Trick question. SJM made it up. Oh, okay. You meant in, like in real life. But also in real life. So it's based on the old English. Like there's not like a definition for it. Yeah. So we just made it up off of the old English word for fair, which is F. A-E, like the one where they're conjoined, uh-huh. the A-E. Mm-hmm. G-E-R, which is pronounced like fair in modern English. Oh, interesting. Um, like like fair, the fair maiden type fair? I think so. Okay. It's for fair and beautiful. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. Okay. How old was Farah when she had Nyx? Like 21? 22. Oh. So young. It's me yeah. next year. Okay, I don't have a child. Okay, <laughs> two bonus questions. Okay. I got to the topic of Nyx. Who, why was Nyx named Nyx? What's his name, Origin? Doesn't it mean like night? It is after the Greek goddess of night. Okay. And because I went down a rabbit hole, um, Nyx in Greek mythology is the child of chaos and the mother of day and darkness. Just kind of cool. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, you sound so enthusiastic by that. No, I'm serious. Sorry. (laughs) Wait, last bonus question. What is Pharaoh's father's name? Give me the first letter. Um, trick question. We do not know his name. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) So amazing. No one knows. It's also Nix's middle name. We don't know what it is. Like, I don't even know if Sarah knows what it is. That is so um, funny. He's probably like, babes, I don't know. He's going, well, let's leave it a mystery for now. Um, but I thought it would be funny if he was named, his middle name is Josh, or Papa's father of <laughs> Artron's middle name, name is Josh, because that's her husband's name. Oh, cute. Yeah. Um, okay, you need to finish Throne of Glass. I know I do. Because... Chapter 99, Kingdom of Ash, we all know. What's chapter 99? When she sees Reese and Pharaoh. Oh, yeah, well, that. But no, there's a thing with names. And, like, people whose names we don't know. And I'll leave it at that. Like the nameless? What are the nameless? Well, like, you know how... In Verona Glass Book 1, Nehemia, like, writes the word key and it means nameless. 
Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Kind of. Okay. Partly. Definitely partly. Okay. But anyway, and so people are wondering if, like, I don't even remember if... Like, Resan's last name? Oh, I didn't even think about that either. But specifically where I've heard it mentioned is um, the King of Highburn. Yes. Like, we we don't know his name. And anyway, there's just people, like, speculation, but you need to finish sort of class so we can talk about it anyway that's all um okay (laughs) um is that all our segments that's all our segments i feel like we got through that quickly as we've literally been talking for like 45 minutes it's been a long time but that's well okay yeah i love it i love it yeah okay you have a christmas story for me i do okay so yeah, before we get into our actual meat and potatoes of it, yeah, I found the story that I think explains Christmas so beautifully. Not me, though, because I can't even say a word. No, that was Anyways, thank you. thank you. It's by Jacob Riss, R-I-I-S. He wrote this in 1922. Um, so I actually... It's called Is There a Santa Claus? And Jacob, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, Reese, is famous for publishing and photographing How the Other Half Live. He was a Dutch-American journalist, and he took photos of... Is that like the tenements? Yeah, like about the tenements. I learned that in art history. Okay. I learned about it. And like, yeah, basically at the turn of the 20th century, he used his camera to bring about change. And highlight the conditions that people lived in to educate other people. Yeah. Anyways, so on one of my drives down to Utah, I think it was last year for Christmas, I listened to this podcast, History That Doesn't Suck, because I really like history. And they had a Christmas special. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'll listen to it. And he told this story, like this little, he read this little section of the story because it's like a hundred page book, but the ending is really pretty. Maybe not 100. That might have been exaggerating. I don't really know. But it's longer. And I was literally riding, driving my car, crying. Because it's just so beautiful. And I love it. So, That's amazing. Yeah. But it's about... So, Jacob Reese, he, as a journalist, his boss gave him this letter. And he's like, answer it. It's stupid anyways. Just, it's your job. Just do it it was the letter was asked a little boy asking if santa claus was real and so jacob reese wrote this book is there a santa claus and at the end this is his response okay Okay. oh okay i'm not gonna cry i'm gonna be so brave no santa claus yes my little man there is a santa claus thank god your father was had just forgotten the world would indeed be poor without one it is true that he does not always wear a white beard and drive a reindeer team not always you know but what does that matter he is santa claus with the big loving christmas heart for all that santa claus with the kind thoughts for everyone that make children and grown-up people beam with happiness all day long and shall i tell you a secret which i did not learn at the post office but is true all the same of how you can always be sure that your letters go straight 
by the chimney route. It is this. Send them along with a friendly thought for the boy you don't like. For Jack, who punched you, or Jim, who was mean to you, the meaner he was, the harder do you resolve to make it up, not to bear him a grudge. That is the stamp for the letter to Santa. Nobody can stop it, not even a cross draw in the chimney when it has that on. Because, don't you know, Santa Claus is the spirit of Christmas, and ever and ever, so many years ago, when the dear little baby was born after whom we all call Christmas and was cradled in a manger out in the stable because there was not room in the inn, that spirit came into the world to soften the hearts of man and make them love one another. Therefore, that is the mark of the spirit to this day. Don't let anybody or anything rub it out. The rest doesn't matter. Let them tear Santa's white beard off at the Sunday school festival and growl in his bearskin coat. They're only his disguises. The steps of real Santa Claus you can trace all the way through the world as you have done here with me. And when you stand in the last of his tracks, you'll find the blessed babe of Bethlehem smiling to a welcome to you. For then you will be home. Oh, so precious. That is so sweet. I love it so much because it's just encapsulates like yeah there might like santa claus is just the spirit of it yeah exactly yeah Yeah. no i think that is because yeah i like i know this is trying to be too deep about it and whatever but i i do feel a little bit weird about like essentially lying two kids about this thing but at the end of the day like it is so magical and in a lot of ways it's not that deep and it's you know just the trauma of realizing there's not a santa claus is just a little blip and kids get Mm -hmm. over it usually doesn't outweigh the magic that it brought yeah um but I think that's such a beautiful way to approach it to say like, Mm -hmm. hey, Santa is real in what we as a society have made him to be. And the goodness. So lovely. And the goodwill towards men. Exactly. Yeah. And like that is within all of us. Yes. Yeah. That's lovely. That's amazing. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, should we get into our topic? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Um, who should go first? Should I go first since you just read a story? Yeah, yeah, do it. Okay. Do it. That'll be so fun. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so the first story I am going to talk about is Frozen, which is not necessarily christmas but it is winter Winter. and so therefore christmas yeah exactly and the origins of frozen um the story is based on the snow queen by hans christian anderson um and the snow queen tells the story of gerda and kai a little girl and boy who are best friends Kai gets taken by the evil Snow Queen and basically brainwashed oh. and turned evil. Oh. Um, Gerda goes and searches for his for her friend and finally finds him, but he's frozen. Um, and much like Anna is at the end of Frozen. So like oh. he like he was turned evil and then slowly froze up into a oh. frozen guy. So yeah, just like Anna. Um 
And then Gerda cries and her tears thaw him and he comes back and then they live happily ever after. Just or whatever. Like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so, so cute. Curious. Yeah. And and it is um essentially the kind of message is an act of true love will thaw a frozen heart, which is the whole thing in frozen. Aww. Um and one thing about me is you know how I love a retelling that turns the villain like the kind of classically portrayed yes. as the villain into a morally gray protagonist yes like cersei and like cersei and that is exactly what the movie frozen does and it's so good and honestly i feel like i went through such a phase because frozen got so much hype yes i went through a phase where i was like ugh, frozen whatever but it is so good like every time i rewatch it i'm like this is so good masterpiece and we also need to talk about frozen 2 yes because we do not talk about frozen 2 enough as a society and i looked it up it only has a 77 on rotten tomatoes and frozen 1 has a 90 and i'm like girl oh something's wrong because frozen 2 is such a masterpiece and it's one of those things that literally if i even think about for too long i start crying like the songs are so beautiful. Yeah. The messages yes. are so beautiful. Yes. When she, when she like breaks the horse, that what like the knock, you know, the water spirit. Yeah, I, the I remember watching it in the theater, and I got full body chills, and I was like, I I think I understand like old westerns now, and why like breaking a horse is so powerful because that went crazy, and yeah, the like self-discovery and the show yourself song and the next right thing song yes Yes. are you kidding me right now no i'm not kidding and i'm literally gonna start crying it's so good and it's really good it's so good and i just yeah let's start a petition a gofundme if you will (laughs) they need way more money for frozen (laughs) for that franchise (laughs) they need our help yeah yeah oh yeah Oh, yeah. Also, Casey Musgraves is on the soundtrack yes. for Frozen 2. Yes. And her little song, I like listen to it normally. It's just yeah. gorgeous. It's so good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's Frozen. Yay! Yay! <laughs> okay. I'm doing the origins of How the Grinch Stole Christmas and why Dr. Seuss wrote it. So it first came out, well, I'll do a summary first. So if you don't know, it's about the Grinch, who has his heart two sizes too small, who, what? I said sad. Oh, I thought you were going to say like me or something. I was like, oh, okay. Not true. but like crying over Frozen 2. Literally, I was like, about it. Yeah. So, um, I don't think that's accurate. No, I think my heart is a few sizes too big. (laughs) he's a little shrinking message of like Farah. i'm like it's so beautiful yeah um the grinch and he lives on a mountain overlooking whoville mount crumpet what mount crumpet mount crumpet there we go i do not know that 
overlooking noisy, noisy Whoville. And he's like, I have to stop Christmas from coming. And he disguises as Santa Claus and steals all their Christmas presents and food and the Christmas tree. And then at the end, he takes a sleigh to Mount Crumpet, the top of it, and was going to push it off. But then he hears the Who singing a joyous Christmas song instead. And after pondering, the Grinch realizes that Christmas means a little bit more than just presents and feasting because his heart grows three sizes. And then he returns to Whoville and is invited for the Christmas feast. So it is the roast beast. (laughs) It was originally written in 1955 as a 33-line poem called The Whobub and the Grinch. And then remastered to How the Grinch Stole Christmas in 1957. And he got the idea from... So his wife, Helen, suffered a small stroke in April in 1957. And Wikipedia says Dr. Seuss claimed that he was the inspiration for the character as his wife's health problem in her dismay. His dismay with the commercialization of Christmas made him feel very Grinchish as he looked in the mirror one year on December 26th. And so it's just about him reevaluating his relationship with Christmas mm-hmm. and the real reason behind it and how it yeah. brings people together. And it's just the cutest little story. Cute. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What's Very your sweet. next one? Okay. My next one is um, Krampus. <laughs> which, yes. Like, honestly, isn't like, the story behind like everyone who knows about Krampus knows about it because of the original story like yeah you know it's just kind of a silly thing that we all love now um but I wanted to talk about it because there's a book that I'll talk about later um but anyway so most of us know but Krampus is a half goat half demon He's kind of the yang to Santa's yin. And Santa rewards good kids on Christmas. Krampus punishes bad kids. And he comes from Alpine folklore. So like Germany, Switzerland, the Mm -hmm. the Alps region. Um, And the origins are unclear, but it's theorized to come from pre-Christian traditions. Oh, interesting. Um, Like at least kind of the the inspiration for it and then it was kind of fit to the you know saint nicholas story yeah as time went on um and he uses a birch branch to beat (laughs) naughty kids on christmas oh okay wow was this made in the 60s um yeah (laughs) um so the reason I wanted to talk about Krampus was because there's a book that I just learned about called Krampus the Yule Lord by Brom, Brom, B-R-O-M. Okay. And the reason that I am interested in that book, normally it might be a little too spooky for me, but right. that is the same author who wrote Slewfoot, which came out, I think, this year. Oh. And it's like a witchy book. Yeah. And people loved it and said it was really good and well okay. done. And so definitely therefore. horror adjacent, if not yeah. just full horror. But 
like really good and well done. So okay, I trust this man now, and I maybe want to read his story about Krampus. Um, so I'll read the premise or the whatever the cover. One Christmas Eve in a small hollow in Boone County, West Virginia, struggling songwriter Jesse Walker witnesses a strange spectacle. Seven devilish figures chasing a man in a red suit toward a sleigh and eight reindeer. When the reindeer leap skyward, taking the sleigh, devilmen, and Santa into the clouds, screams follow. Moments later, a large sack plummets back to earth, a magical sack that thrusts the down-on-his-luck singer into the clutches of the terrifying Yule Lord Krampus. But the lines between good and evil become blurred as Jesse's new master reveals many dark secrets about the cherry-cheeked Santa Claus, including how half a millennium ago, the jolly old saint imprisoned Krampus and usurped his magic. Oh, that sounds really good. I know, it sounds kind of fun. Yeah. And knowing that he did such a good job with Slufa, I'm like, okay, I'm listening. It's a good November book, like right after Halloween. Totally. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so true. I love it. Okay, what's your next one? So I was going to do The Nutcracker and the Mouse King, but I found no nothing. Zip, zada, nada. There you go. Or the origins of that. So I went on to A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. He wrote it in 1843. Um, The summary is, the Christmas Carol recounts the story of Ebenezer Scrooge, an elderly miser who is visited by the ghosts of his former business partner, Jacob Marley, and the spirit of Christmas past, present, and future. After the visit, Scrooge is transformed into a kinder, gentler man. Um, So... Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol in response to British social attitudes towards towards poverty and particularly children, poverty, and like their work laws and wished to use the novella as a means to push his arguments against the labor laws and all that. Oh, this is from art.gov. They say, like many of Dickens' other works, A Christmas Carol was written as a work of social commentary. Dickens had a lifelong devotion to helping the under underdeserved due to his own family's experience with debtors' prison, which forced him to drop out of school as a boy and work in a factory. As Dickens' biographer Michael Slater described, the author of A Christmas Carol was a, as a way to help open the hearts of the prosperous and powerful towards the poor and powerless. So it's just darling. And he first wrote it as a pamphlet, and he was going to call it an appeal to the people of England on behalf of the poor man's child. But then he decided, let's elongate this and make it Christmas. So he did. And here's some little facts about it. So he wrote it in six weeks, which is insane because his publishers were breathing down his neck because his other book wasn't selling as well. And he's like, we're going to cut your salary 50 pounds if you don't do it. 50 doubloons 50 shillings whatever they use i don't know i know it's not doubloons but i just wanted to be no it's doubloons for sure doubloons doubloons yes yes and his wife was pregnant with their fifth child so he's like oh my gosh okay well i gotta start cranking this out yeah and so he started literally october 1843 it was done december 1843 yeah wow and if you know a writer like my sister She's working on a book that she's worked for literally five years. Yeah. He just wrote this masterpiece in six weeks. 
blows my mind. Anyways, he took walks at night to brainstorm that range from 15 to 20 miles oh my gosh i was like oh. okay you know you don't get it um if that's how you work that's how you work but that's crazy he really just wanted um his sister-in-law said he, when he wrote he wept and laughed and wept again and excited himself in a most extraordinary manner in composition and oh. then it, yeah, just it was to warn of the terrible danger to society created by the tolerance of widespread ignorance that actually an actual want among the poor. Hmm. And yeah, I just think the Christmas Carol is a beautiful story. It really Especially is. the one we watch. The yes. 70s version of Scrooge. So good. Did you know it was nominated for an Academy Award? And why does no one talk about it? Well, the third ghost is really just not okay. Well, not not okay. It's just. 70s weird yeah but it's but so beautiful and good hello yeah hello i it's pulled so it up good. on youtube and started watching it in my apartment mm-hmm. and i was like crying and then i went over to my room and my roommates were like are you okay I'm like yeah, i'm just watching the finale of scrooge and then we like watched it and it was like that was actually like really good why yeah. don't like more people talk about this it's like thank you thank yeah. you beautiful and it just shows that life can be so good and christmas time is just about loving people and mm-hmm. making loved ones happy i love uh, christmas i love giving scrooge um the 1970s scrooge yes. movie yes. i feel like the reason it's so good is because the actor for scrooge yes. just does such an amazing his Phenomenal. range is so good as being yes. this like hateful crotchety old man at the beginning but he Mm -hmm. also has this like endearing kind of side to him even when he's hateful and crotchety yeah that then you see become more and more a part of him as the story goes on and then in the end he's just this sweet man and it's so beautiful yeah it's so well done i so watch scrooge please please this is us begging you yeah um i also love charles dickens i read never read any of him except i know the first words of a christmas carol of two cities it was no times it was the worst of times that too but like jacob marley was as dead as a doornail oh (laughs) yeah i think i read the first page like years ago i was like i'm an interesting story i like it cute yeah, I read A Christmas Carol in high school, and then I read A Tale of Two Cities in college, and I love yeah. that one. It's really? so good. It's okay, so good. Okay, good to know. And then Great Expectations, I read yeah. after college, I think. College, okay. But cool. Anyway, um, yeah, I love Charles Dickens. Um, cool. Okay, well, I have one last... <laughs> One last yes. kind yes. of honorable mention, um, Christmas folktale, and it is the story of the Yule Cat from <laughs> Icelandic folklore. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I actually didn't even look far enough into it to find the story of like, like the lore of its life or where it comes from or whatever. Although I think 
it's the pet cat of another spooky Icelandic winter lady. But basically, the Yule cat is a giant cat said to lurk in the snowy countryside during the Christmas season and eat people that do not receive any new clothing to wear before Christmas Eve. Which is crazy. Stop (laughs) it right now. He's like, um, you are not serving right now. I'm going to eat you. (laughs) Only your best dress for Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. Forget the pajamas. Like, yeah, no, bring out the ball gowns. Fancy. Yes. Anyway, we start that in our family. Oh my gosh. Yes. The Yule cat. (laughs) I love doing that. We're, Pitching it to our family. And then I was looking for books that mentioned the Yule Cat. And yeah. unfortunately, there really aren't any. Mm. Except oh. I did find a monster shifter paranormal romance. romance? But I know. The Yule Cat by Cassandra Chandler. Um, it is number one in the series Court of the Yuletide Fay. Oh, and it has a 4.24 on Goodreads. It also has 34 ratings. Okay, okay. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Okay. Maybe just her friends, but yeah. Anyway, if you want to read about someone falling in love with the Yule Cat, in fact, let's read the premise. True. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Christmas Eve has always been filled with extraordinary magic. Melanie Woods has been waiting by the Christmas tree every year in the hope of seeing the Yule cat one more time. When he doesn't appear, she finally decides it is time to let go of her childhood fantasies and replace them with some very adult ones involving the gorgeous owner of an amazing Christmas themed bakery. No one would guess that North Cotter is actually the Lord of the North Wind, more popularly known as the Yule Cat. No one except the child who stole her way into his heart when he was supposed to be taking her to the Yuletide Kingdom to offer his tribute to the Winter Queen. Banished by the Winter Queen when he fails to deliver, North is happy to remain in exile, making pastries that delight palates both mortal and immortal. North's solitary life changes when a blue-eyed beauty shows up on the steps of his bakery, having won a Christmas Eve baking lesson. Of course. He and Melanie are cooking up some Christmas magic that he hopes will last forever, if the Winter Queen doesn't put a freeze on them. Will the fires of his and Melanie's love be enough to melt the frozen heart of the Winter Queen, or will they be forced to spend their eternity together in a land of endless cold? I don't know what to think or say or anything. Me either. It's giving imprinting um, a la Twilight. I don't know what that is. It's where basically, like, have you heard that Jacob imprints on Bella and Edward's baby and it like means they're going to fall in love when she grows up? He's like, it's not weird. I'm not in love with her right now. I'll just be whatever she needs. But then like, when she grows up, like they're gonna fall in love, and it's everyone's like, no, that's weird, Stephanie. That's weird. Anyway, it's giving that, it's giving that, yeah, which means it's giving weird, yeah. <laughs> but get it, I guess. Um, but like, 
the Yule Cat. Yeah. Yule Cat. Yes. And Christmas. That's going to be my new favorite tradition. And it's going to be your mom's new favorite tradition. Oh my gosh. If you don't wear a new outfit on New Year's Eve or on Christmas Eve. You'll be eaten. You'll be eaten. So you have to go shopping. Anyway. You created a monster of my mother is what you're going to do. Yeah. More than she already is. I love you, mom. <laughs> Shout out to Cassidy. Yes. Um, well, on that note, yes. thank you for listening. We are going to sign off. But before that, um, we wanted to wish everyone a very happy holiday season. Yes. And um, we are so grateful for everyone who listens and just has yes. fun with us. And yeah, we hope you all just are able to get into the Christmas spirit of loving people and giving and just participating in your community and showing mm-hmm. love to the people around you. Yes. I think it's so important that we do that. And I think the world mm-hmm. needs more of it. So, oh, yeah. From shelf care to you. Merry have Christmas. Very and Merry holidays. Christmas. And have a very happy holiday season. Um, rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, or else Krampus is gonna come get you and the Yule Cat. <laughs> and wear your best dress and wear your Christmas. best Christmas outfit, and it better be new. Better be, or else watch out, lock your doors. Yeah, that won't Sorry. stop you. The Yule Cat is huge. Okay, well, <laughs> tried. I love the Yule Cat. Okay. Um, yeah. Follow us at shelfcare.pod. Great review and subscribe. And we love you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. <laughs> Bye.